The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Welcome back to the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Andrew Gross and Jay Lid and I. Some people in energy are scratching their heads following a decision by the Parade and Fireworks Committee to prohibit candy, promotional material, and things like Frisbees from upcoming festivals. Committee member Sam Moros is here to explain why the decision was made and what it means for the future of the parades. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. All righty. You got to know that some people are like saying, come on, you guys, what were you thinking? Yeah, it's true. We've heard a lot of mixed feedback on our new decision. Um, It's sad because we know that was a very favorite part of the parade for a long time. But unfortunately, Airdrie is not such a small town anymore. And we had to make some changes to reflect that. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, New Orleans is not a very small town anymore, but if you're ever down there for Mardi Gras, um, parades happen on the hour and things are thrown from the floats constantly. So why is Airdrie suddenly too big for that? Well, this decision was made at the suggestion of our municipal enforcement team here in town. Concerns over the years have really been growing Uh, surrounding children entering the parade space and going onto the roadway sort of in pursuit of maybe a stray piece of candy. And unfortunately, it's just too much of a safety hazard now with the vehicles and the horses. So um, it's a shame to have to make the change, but safety has to be the most important factor for us. So may I ask if there's ever been any injuries as a result of candy or frisbees being thrown from a parade float? We're happy to say nothing so far. Mm. Okay, so you can see where you said that it's one of the most popular features of the parade. There's been no injuries in the past. Was anything else looked at like, hey, why don't we kind of contain the crowd a little bit? Or why don't we have people walking beside the floats? And if there's... Or tell the parents to hold on to their kids. (laughs) Yeah, or there's stray candy that, you know, we'll have every 20 yards, we'll have somebody who picks it up and throws it to the people watching. Um, None of those are bad ideas. (laughs) Our rule for the years leading up to this has always been to have walkers handing out candy close to the float and not having candy thrown directly from the float. But unfortunately, even just dropping a piece of candy on your way from your float to the side of the road is kind of tempting enough that we see those children entering that space. So, um, hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just too bad, but it is a decision that we had to make, ideally for the best interest of everyone. Have you had a lot of blowback on it, Sam? Definitely some mixed reviews. There was a lot of conversation on social media around this choice. Some people could kind of see the potential for issue and they were in support of the idea and some people were sad to see it go. So, Sam, is it a final decision, or given some of the feedback, are you going to take another look at it? I believe for now we're just going to stick with it. It'll be final. Um, I don't. We've been chatting about some other possibilities, but really, the only way that we can make a really like be really certain that we're having a safe event is by going in this direction. Uh, If we have some ideas that come up and we're trying to come up with some alternatives, some other places people can go for freebies and for some free entertainment uh, to kind of make up maybe for what they'll miss during the parade. But for now, we're just going to stick with it. You know, Sam, not to, uh, you know, not to be too cantankerous with you, (laughs) but, but there's a couple of things here. So I want you to picture Halloween, for example. 
And, you know, every now and then there's an idea that, you know what, we should not go door to door on Halloween. We should, uh, you know, just give out candy in malls. And, and, and people say, well, that's not really the nature, though, of Halloween. Halloween is all about dressing up and going door to door to your neighbors. And then there's the argument that, um, an, another argument that, well, you know what, a lot of roads are dangerous on any given day. I mean, we don't let kids run out onto the white mud here in Edmonton because it would be a bad idea. So, <laughs> you know, is there not some aspect of this that would be served better by having a, a, a PSA, a public service announcement mm. that, listen, we need you to contain your children. or we, Even though nothing's happened before. Right, nothing's happened, but in an abundance of precaution, we're just asking that, you know, if it's small children, keep uh, your hand on them, or if it's older children, discourage them from doing this. And so that you don't take away what you've described as a popular aspect of the parade. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is. We have signage that lights the parade route every year, kind of uh, offering some additional warning to parents about keeping their children in the roadway. Um, and that has not been super effective so far, but given the size of the municipality, it's uh, a difficult message to spread to that number of people. And um, I guess none of our efforts so far has really kind of given us the results that we've wanted as far as the safety of these children. All right. Uh, well, best of luck with the parade this year. It's still going on Canada Day, and I hope it's as uh, successful as it has been in years past. Sam, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. All right. That's Sam Moros, who's on the um, Parade and Fireworks Committee in Airdrie. Oh, forgot to ask. Mm. Uh, if they'd pick parade marshals yet, because I would totally volunteer to go down and be the parade marshal for that with a pocket full of candy. <laughs> that just, you know it reeks of bubble wrap. Right? I was just going to say, if you could read our text line right now, it's just like bubble wrap, bubble wrap, <laughs> yeah. bubble wrap, bubble wrap. Uh, this was not the way the text was written, but it did make me laugh right out loud. Uh, and so I apologize for uh, punching up your text a little bit, but it was uh, sort of like, can you imagine this headline? Uh, child run over by clown on tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin in Stoney says, I'm screaming at the radio. Common sense is not working. <laughs> it would be it would be easier if they handed out bubble wrap suits as you enter the grounds. That way, everyone is safe. Andrew, the insulator. <laughs> I was just in Airdrie, saw candy on the road, nearly got hit by a car. Ha ha! This is clearly just a budgetary move, and they're not admitting it. What a joke! Well, I think it's the the people on the float that provide the, the candy, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, humans should. <laughs> Humans should all stay in one bedroom forever. <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned it to, to Sam on the phone, and certainly you've been in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, right? Well, oh, I haven't been there for Mardi, oh, Mardi you Gras, oh, but I've I been have. there every other time. I've been there for the Sugar Bowl parades. I've right. been through yeah, all absolutely. sorts of... So I didn't know The gay this. Easter parade. Right. I didn't know this until I went to New Orleans, and it happened to be during Mardi Gras. I've told you before, we had no we had no knowledge that it was Mardi Gras. We just no. got down there and was like, oh, Mardi Gras on. Yeah. There's a literally a parade every hour, yeah. and... And they throw, you know, the necklaces and, mm -hmm. and other things from uh, the floats. And, I mean, you actually get hit in the head with these oh, things. Oh, yeah, and some but of them are big. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you survive, right? I mean, that's them actually winging them. And you know these guys have been drinking all day. That's them winging them off the floats and, and people. Nobody's ever gotten hit by anything. And there's a ton of floats, a ton of horses, a ton of bands. There's, you know. Well, I, we don't know that they haven't been well, hit. Well, that's true. But the fact of the matter is the parades have still gone, gone on <laughs> yeah, and I, on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> 
Uh, it's like candy from a baby, this topic, isn't it? That's why we decided to call <laughs> Sam. It's 3.46. So, hey, speaking of uh, public safety, <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. That Sam, very well-spoken young lady, and mm. uh, I don't know that she's a young lady. I sounded like one. Well, and that didn't, it sounds, I was going to say, sounds like they thought through their decision, but. <laughs> Did they? Well. You know what it, it sounded like? It sounds like they like, thought yeah. a lot about the decision. Mm. Um it sounds to me like a committee was formed. It sounds to me like they're afraid of getting a lawsuit. Maybe. I, I felt it was like they've been doing this for a long time, uh, this parade, and uh, they held a committee meeting, and, and uh, whoever was supposed to bring the agenda didn't. So <laughs> they were like, well, what do you want to talk about? And somebody said, well, I don't know, candy? You ever worried about candy being thrown from a float? No. No, no, really. Do you think we should be? So I want you to think about if this spreads. You know, uh, like those cannons that shoot... T-shirts at uh, <laughs> at hockey games, or you know, uh, oftentimes at an Eskimo game, they'll throw footballs. Yeah. Those little footballs from the fire truck. Yeah. Oh, they don't do the fire truck anymore because they, when they changed the track, the the fire, the fire truck couldn't go around. Oh. Yeah. That's so true. now they just do it in person. They just show up and they throw it. And um, but man, somebody could get killed. I mean, it's something Len Road should be thinking about. Is are those footballs safe? Because you never know. Uh, on a rainy day, they could be heavy. <laughs> but speaking of public safety, here's something uh, you should probably be aware of in the city of St. Albert. Four cyclists mm -hmm. will pay $393 in fines for not wearing a helmet. And that happened on Tuesday in St. Albert. RCMP issued the first helmet tickets of the year to three adults and one youth. Uh, and they're reminding people, so I'm reminding you, that that city has a bike helmet rule and it applies to everybody. The bylaw requires all adults to wear bike helmets in, uh, uh, I think the rule's been around since like 2005 oh, wow. or something. The fine for violating the bylaw is $100. Police said uh, people in the city are familiar with the bylaw, but those visiting um, are not. So I'm letting you know that if you intend to bike to or in St. Albert, put a helmet on. Um, because you can certainly buy a nice one, I think, for $100, and that's the ticket you're going to get. So, hmm. In the province, all minors must wear a helmet, and the fine is 93 bucks. but that's a bylaw in St. Albert. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, children, adults, adults are encouraged to wear a helmet in Edmonton. Encouraged. Mm hmm. Hmm. Um, waiting, this is from Bob. Waiting for something to happen before doing something is never a good strategy. As a police officer who has worked the K-Days Parade for many years, I can tell you not all parents pay attention or have control of their kids. All it takes is one young char child darting out for a stray piece of candy at the wrong time when we have a different conversation. But yeah, but you know what, Bob, and I, your point's valid, but here's my counterpoint to that. There, whenever a rule has to replace parenting, I always think, mm -hmm. but what, aren't we just encouraging parents not to be parents? If you're by something that's busy, I mean, would you ever walk to an intersection with your children and not hold both their hands and not remind them to make eye contact with the driver and, uh, you know, make sure that the lights in the pedestrian crosswalk are flashing and that the cars have come to, you know all this, that's parenting, right? Yeah, what, what Bob's going to say and others are going to say, what kids are going to get distracted, they get excited, you know, that sort of that sort of thing and mm -hmm. again it's too many beers and tiny footballs equals bleacher accidents <laughs> <laughs> 
I almost broke my neck trying to catch one of those tiny footballs. Someone, <laughs> and someone else said, uh, okay, I'm going to grab a pair of scissors, run down the middle of the road with a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It's just, you know, more and more we kind of regulate, legislate, and implement laws mm. of common sense, right? Oh, Kevin Kevin sees it from a different perspective. Okay. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Shed some light Good. on your so, different perspective. Yeah, first of all, I was actually at the Eskimo game in the 90s when Buddy fell from the top of uh, the stadium there uh, when they used to shoot the footballs up to the second level. Yep. Mm. And then they, they stopped doing that. Uh, but yeah, as an occupational health and safety, I used to be in the army for 14 plus years. And then as I got out, they asked me, hey, what do you want to do? And I said, I have no idea. They said, have you ever enforced a rule you don't believe in? And I said, for sure. And they said, well, hey, why don't you go OH&S? <laughs> so, I, so I see the perspective of these parades and the candy and everything else. But it's a slippery slope because what about all the kids that are on the tractors and they're pulling trailers mm-hmm. and they're standing on... And I know, Andrew, like you say, don't, it's a rule to replace parenting, but if something did go horribly wrong, could you imagine the liability and... Yeah, no, and I'm sure that's where they're coming from. As Jayla and I said, they're probably just trying to avoid the inevitable lawsuit. lawsuit. But you're right, though, because should anybody be on a moving vehicle without a seatbelt, for example? And that's what you're doing on a parade float. Well, you are, and you're doing it on the parade route. And I take my kids every year to the Stony Plain uh, Farmers Day Parade, and we do that. And there's three young kids. And you do walk parents that don't parent their kids and kids running out there, even with the handlers handing out the candy. But, yeah, I don't know. I think we should bring a little bit back the 80s and have a little bit more fun. Well, I think it's funny that nobody brought up the potential danger of the fireworks because it's like <laughs> they, we throw candy and then it's followed by fireworks. And like, no, I'm surprised that same committee didn't go, well, wait a second, uh, what happens if the fireworks go askew, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, I yeah, just, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a slippery slope for the fun police to come out. <laughs> the fun police. I love yeah. it. Kevin, thanks for the call. Robert's on the phone. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing? Love your show. Thanks. First time caller. And and I just wanted to mention two things. One, I personally have a large copious supply of bubble wrap in case anybody <laughs> needs it as I pack up my house. And the second is uh, just a take on the delivery style of the spokesperson. I was hor- my, my worst horrors have come true which is Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now defending the nanny state. <laughs> well, we won't criticize our guest for no. nervous to be on radio, but she sounded very... Yeah, she sounded good. But yeah, yeah she, she was... sounded good. It was the, no, she, she was had a okay. no-win I'm topic. Her, I'm just teasing her a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, but she's in, she, you know, in comparing her to Sarah, she's putting in an impossible position. How can you defend this? <laughs> yeah, I well, agree. Well, like, again, Andrew <laughs> yeah. said she's in a no-win situation yeah, in that interview, so just kudos to her, really, for even coming on and talking to us in the first place. Yeah. She gets 10 points for bravery. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. And, hey, you can drop off some bubble wrap. We just like to play with it in the studio. Yeah, just pop All it. All right, between, pop, yeah. pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, Tony, you've got 30 seconds. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, that's my old friend. How you doing? I just miss you guys so much. I, was in, I, I went to Mars for couple of weeks, eh? That doesn't surprise me. Well, but anyway, I was going to... See, what I was going to do one time, do a part-time job driving a school bus. Mm-hmm. But could never figure out why the bus driver has to wear a seatbelt, but 36 kids don't. Mm-hmm. I well, know. I know. Yeah, That's a constant that conversation. Debate, yeah. Doesn't make sense, because if the bus never rolled over, I might be all right, but the kids won't. 
Yeah. I think that argument's always come down to the cost of equipping the buses, because at any one time, if you were to make it mandatory, yeah. um, that it would cost too much and you put a lot of companies out of business. So, But, you know, I, I quit that. I didn't even end up driving the bus. When I found out, I asked all these questions. They really couldn't answer me. I said, I don't want to work for a company that can't give me any answers, so I quit. There you go. Did you ever throw candy from the bus? <laughs> I threw my wife out of the bus. No, I'm just Tony. joking. No, I'm just joking. Come no. on now. In that case, no, it was under the bus. That always, that always bothered me about that. Yeah. Tony? Yes, ma'am. It's been way too long. We look forward to talking to you again soon. You betcha. Bye, pal. Bye-bye. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.